Okay, people. Um, guess what? Guess what? Today. Today is our last. No, Ian. Not chicken butt. Last day. Last. Okay. Yes. Two things. It's our last day in Genesis. It's our. No, 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 this is our last day in Genesis, but more important, more, more sadly, it's our last day doing a series of Jesus for everyone everywhere. So next week, next week, will Jesus be for everyone everywhere? I don't know. Um, of course, Chuck said, of course. Um, but today we're going to finish up and we're going to, we're going to talk about this guy named Melchizedek, who has, uh, with an M, starts with an M, and has like a C-H and an L and stuff, and Melchizedek. And Melchizedek, the reason we're going to read about Melchizedek is because he, we're reading about Abraham, right? And Melchizedek actually, he comes and he, his life intersects with Abraham's life at some point, okay? So we're in Genesis 14. If you have a Bible on your phone, you can open it or you can just listen along. Genesis 14. We're in verses 17 through 20, and we are going to see today how Jesus is for everyone everywhere um, by looking at when Abraham meets Melchizedek, okay? So this is, this is where it is, Genesis 14, verses 17 through 20, okay? This is what it says. And after his, oh, I guess you need some background actually first, okay? So basically there was this big war, and Abraham's, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Brother-in-law? Brother-in-law? Lot? He gets, he gets like kidnapped, okay? Basically, because <laughs> these kings defeat his town, so he gets, he gets kidnapped. And Abraham, Abraham goes, well, same thing, all right? Abraham goes and he rescues Lot, okay, from these kingdoms. And so now here Abraham is, he's like celebrating this big victory because he rescued his brother-in-law from these, from these people who conquered him, Okay? Oh, Cass is passing out Bibles. If you have a Bible, you can open to Genesis 14. Genesis 14. Maybe one day we will. Genesis 14. 14. Genesis 14. Genesis 14. Okay. Here's what it says. Okay, so Abraham just gets back after defeating. We're not even there yet. I don't have a page number for you. Why are there 32 chapters of Genesis? There's more. There's like 47. Chapter 14, verse verse 17. Yep, 17. Oh, Genesis we'll be there next week. Genesis 14 this week. Well, this, that just of Jesus for everyone everywhere. It's not the last week of Genesis. I know how to spell Melchizedek. Good, but don't spell it yet. No, it's okay. Everyone's got it? Genesis 14, verse 17. Here's what it says, okay? After Abraham, after his return, after Abraham's return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer. Okay, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom, went out to meet Abraham, went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh. That is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who, is del- who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. All right. Sorry, I might have sounded like I was going to keep reading after that. That's where we're ending. Verse 17. Chapter 14, verse 17. Let's pray, and then we're going to talk about how Melchizedek and Abraham, 
how that shows us that Jesus is forever and ever. All right? Let's pray. God, we thank you for this time together, uh, just to be together. We thank you for this gift that it is. We thank you for goofy games and being able to celebrate birthdays and um, just for the joys of life that we get to celebrate because you have given them to us. We just pray that in this time, we would truly see um, how you are for us and how you are for others, um, how you desire for us to know you and for us to know your love for us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So first we're going to see that Jesus is not, uh, he, Jesus is just for random people, okay? He's just for random people. Do you guys ever feel like a random person? Yes. Right? Yeah, me too. Here, here's the thing. You guys ever like enter, has anyone ever entered a giveaway before? Yeah. You ever yeah. won a giveaway? No. All right. Saturday you want a giveaway? But he wasn't you, there, so okay. He oh, yeah, Tyler couldn't get his prize because he wasn't there. Well, one time I won a giveaway because it was a Vans giveaway, you know, the shoe brand, right? Yeah. And I post, I had to post on Instagram, like, something that I wanted, okay? And I posted this backpack that I wanted. I know I chose a backpack out of shoes company, but it, I still have it. It's very cool. And, oh, I spoiled the story. I spoiled the story. Who knows? Did I get it? Did I get it? Anyways, I posted it. Guess what? Vans DM'd me. Yes, the Vans DM'd me and said, you won the giveaway. And they sent me a backpack. Uh huh. Yep. But they sent me the wrong backpack. And so I said, I said, hey, uh, guess what? You sent me the wrong backpack. It's very nicely. And they said, we'll send you the right backpack. So I got two backpacks. And I said, I said, I said, this is what I said in my head. I am so unworthy because I'm just a random little boy. I'm just a random little boy. Okay. But also, also actually recently, like in the past couple of months, my favorite soccer team was giving away soccer jerseys. And guess what? Guess who won a soccer jersey? Yeah, two soccer jerseys. I won two. And guess what I said? Guess what I said? I am just a random little boy. How unworthy, yes? The Philadelphia Union. Wait, what? Uh -huh. Close. But anyways, I've won some giveaways. And every time, every time I, I win a giveaway, I'm like, I'm just a random person. I'm just a random person. How does this happen for me? Okay? I did get a shirt. Actually, oh my gosh. I, I'm very, very hashtag blessed, right? Hashtag slay. Hashtag slay. Huh? I, I, I've actually won more giveaways than I thought. Huh? At a, at a football game that Brett doesn't believe I was at. So, uh -huh. um, this past weekend, this past weekend. Anyways, anyways, yes. A football. Well, I'll talk to you after about it. All right. It was really cool. Um, but I'll, Jesus is for random people, okay? All of us have been random people. And Melchizedek, Melchizedek is just a random person, okay? Up to this point, and actually after this, like in the Bible, we don't really know anything about Melchizedek. We don't really know anything about who he is besides what it says here, okay? It says that he's a king of Sodom, um, I mean of Salem. He's a priest to God, so he worships God. But that's really all we know. He's just like some random guy that shows up at this point, Okay? He's just a, a random guy, but actually we see something that he actually, he means something, his life and his interaction here with Abraham actually means something like important because he's not just a king, but he's a priest too. Like he's, he's this kind of double thing, right? Like a lot of times we see just kings, but he was a king and a priest. So he's, he's, he's random, but he's also important, okay? And like I said before, in a sense, we are all kind of random people, right? I mean, we just, like, we just live here on earth. And, like, how many people are on the earth? Like, billions. Eight billion? Well, I think it's gone up to eight, maybe. I don't know. Nine? Nine. Ah. 
there's a lot of people on the earth and we are just like one of billions of people on the earth. So like in a, in a sense, our lives are just random, right? But also in a very real sense, all of us, we are all special. We're all very special to God, especially. Just like Melchizedek, he was just a random person, but he was also very special here. And we're going to talk more about why he was special later. But all of, all of you guys, even though you are all, and I am random, you are all very special too, because you are all, what, what are, do you guys know why you're special? Cameron? Oh, okay. Yes? Oh my goodness, Luke. Let's go. Spot on. You are, you are all special. You are all special because you are slay. Did you say slay? Let's go. Chuck, you are all special because you are created in God's own likeness. You are created special to him. Humans are created in his own image, like set apart from all his other creation. Okay. And, and I think, I think this can kind of change our lives because not just Luke, Luke, you just aren't special, but look, you are special, but Logan is also special and Tyler and Abby and everyone here sitting around you is special. Everyone at your school is special because they're made in the image and likeness of God. All these random people, all of the random people around you, they're special because they are made in God's image because he loves them and cares them and has set them apart as special. And I think when, when you guys, re- when we realize that, when we realize that everyone, even the random people that we don't even know are special, it changes the way that we interact with them, right? It changes the way that we talk with others. It changes the way um, that we act with others. It changes the way that we act towards others, right? Because, um, and, and I, think, I think something uh, that's, that's really cool here, Melchizedek, he is, he's, a, he's not just a king, so he's not just ruler, but he's a priest of God. And do you guys know what priests did in the Old Testament? Prayed, okay. What else did they do? Preached, okay. Okay. Anyone else? Didn't they go to the back of the church to commune with God? Yes, yeah. So the, the priests, they, they were like kind of the uh, spokesperson both for God to his people and also from God's people to God. So they're kind of like this like, uh, the middleman, the middleman in a sense. Okay, so the, they were pretty important. And, and, and as a, in a way, all of us, we can all act as priests in a way. Because we, as Christians, as people who trust Jesus and love him, we then get to be, in a sense, God's voice to the people of the world. We get to be God's voice to the special people that are made in his image, to the random people, to the random special people who are made in his image around us. And so maybe that, maybe that means like realizing that we actually get to be God's voice in a way and, and, and his love in a way to the random people of the earth, like that changes things for us. I think it, it makes us like actually listen to people a little more and care for them, be patient with them a little more. Um, like just at lunchtime, maybe we, we see someone who's, who seems lonely and maybe it means uh, going over to them and, and trying to be a comfort to them in a way. And even that means just saying hi and then walking away. Um, I think like realizing that everyone is special, all these random people are special, it changes the way that we interact with others, that we love others, right? But something else, something else we're going to see, something else that we do see in this passage is that Melchizedek, or that God is not just for one type of people, but he is for a, a grand, large amount of people. Not just for one type of people, but he is for every person, okay? And the way we see that is that who did, who did God just choose a few chapters before who did God just choose to be his, uh, his people, his chosen people? Abraham and his descendants, right? 
So he chose them to be his chosen people. They, he promised them that they'd have this land, right? But is Melchizedek one of Abraham's descendants? Yeah. He is. Melchizedek is Abraham's child? Yeah. No. They're, they're, Melchizedek is just a random guy that comes in. And he's not, he is not of Abraham's descent. He is not, he's not Jewish, which is, which is Abraham's descent, okay? And God, God chose, God chose, and when he spoke to Abraham, he chose the Jewish people to be these people who were set apart. But then we see Melchizedek, who when we see in verse, in verse uh, 18, it says that he was a priest of God Most High. So Mel- Melchizedek, this random guy who was not Jewish, who was not part of God's chosen people, in a sense, he actually knew God. And it seems that he actually was part of God's chosen people. And I think this, this means something for us, because I think oftentimes we can think that God is only for Christians, in a way. Okay? And, and I think, just like when, when we see Melchizedek here, he was not part of God's, he was not supposed to be part of God's chosen people. And just like, I feel like today, we can think as Christians that we are God's chosen people, and so we can write other people off, and we can count them out because maybe they're not exactly like us. Um, like maybe there are other, other people with other views or different views on things, or maybe there's people who belong to different denominations than us. Um, or maybe we count others out because maybe they don't go to church. Maybe they don't belong to a church, and so we count them out. But I think the really cool thing that we see here about Mel- when we see Melchizedek and Abraham interacting is that um, people outside of this church building, right here where we are, people outside of here can know God, and God can know them and love them. And I think that's important for us because what if, if we know that, if we know that it's not just us who get to be part of God's family, but it's people everywhere, in a lot of places, random people. How does that change things for you guys? How does that change things for us? Does it change things for you guys? Well, I think maybe in one way, instead of making our circles smaller, maybe it means letting our circles be bigger, expanding our circles a little bit, um, including other people. Um, inviting other people um, to know Jesus and, and to be friends with us, um, to be family with us. Maybe instead of like trying to change others who have like different views, um, instead of trying to change others who have different views or go to different churches um, or don't go to church at all instead of changing them, maybe it means listening to them in humility. Um, it means listening and trying to understand where they're coming from. Um, because, and I think also it means remembering that Jesus, Jesus is the only one who holds our faith together. It's not, it's not our, our beliefs about, uh, Luke always likes to bring up predestination. It's not our beliefs about things like that. It's not our beliefs. I mean, no, these things are, we can study them and, and, and they're cool to study, but, but the thing that actually holds our faith together is Jesus. He is the only one who holds our faith together. Nothing else. And so I think when we know that, we can befriend people who are different from us because we can trust that Jesus is the one alone who holds our faith together, who holds others' faith, faith together. Do you have a question? Yeah, I don't just ask questions about that. No, I know you don't. We just want you to bring up a good amount. pretty much uh-huh. Yes. Okay, um, and one more thing. There's one more thing that Melchizedek shows us. Melchizedek and Abraham show us here, okay? So Melchizedek meets Abraham. Here they are. Melchizedek is a, is a, priest, is a priest of God, and then he blesses Abraham, right? In verse 19, it says, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham by God most high. And then it goes on and reads the blessing that he gives to Abraham. Okay? Um, have you guys ever been confused for someone else before? Yes. 
Yeah, guess what? I have two stories again, really cool stories. Do you guys know who Young Gravy is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some people, yeah, I'm Young Gravy. I, a lot of, I'm Young Gravy. Is there a rumor? Mr. Queen, I made that song. Uh, I made that song. Don't listen to it though, because it's a good song. Okay, good song. I also, yes, all right. But also, I was at a football game, a different football game this past weekend. Two football games. I love football. And, uh, and as I was walking down to my car, Cass and I are walking to the car, and there's like a, a young boy, probably um, fifth or sixth grade, I'm guessing. And he shouts after me. He shouts after me and he says, hey, hey. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, are you a football, are you a famous football player? And I said, yeah. Uh-huh. And he goes, he goes, what team? And I think it's because I looked famous or something. Um, and I said, I said, Dolphins, because that's like the team that's on my mind, I guess, the most. And he goes, oh, thanks for coming to our game. Can I get a picture? And I said, Cass, walk faster, walk faster. So we got in the car and we left. Um, but it was really cool. And I rolled the window down and said, you're welcome. Bye. No, 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 no. He doesn't hate the Dolphins because he said, thanks for coming to our game. He was so happy. All right? You don't lie. Well, listen, listen to this. This is the really great news, okay? This is the really great news. I, I, I guess I was confused two times for someone far greater than who I am, okay? <laughs> Young Gravy and a famous football player. I feel like he, he's... Because I'm tall. I guess because I'm tall. I don't know. That's my only guess. That's, but probably him. He was like kind of shorter, so he's probably like, that guy's probably like eight foot, you know? But here's something else, okay? Melchizedek, Melchizedek, we, we, if we read this here and we read him as he blesses Abraham, we can confuse him for someone. Actually, Melchizedek, we can't confuse him, but Melchizedek is actually, uh, in a way, a sign for someone far greater than he is. He, he's, he's there in a way to show us someone far greater than who Melchizedek is, okay? Melchizedek, it, Jesus is our Melchizedek. Jesus is our king. He's our Lord, right? He's the one who gives us life. And also, Jesus is our priest. He, Jesus is the one who communicates to us from God and who we can communicate to, who we can talk to, right? So in the way, like Melchizedek was a priest and a king, Jesus is an even better priest and a king. And he is our priest and our king. He is our Lord. He's the one who gives all of us life. He's the one who we can talk to and who knows what it's like to be human because he was a human. Right, um, and I, and I think the the really cool thing, just like in verse nineteen, remember it says, "And Melchizedek, and he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High.'" So Melchizedek gives this blessing to Abraham or to Abram, and the really cool thing, the really amazing thing, is that just like Melchizedek blesses Abraham, Jesus blesses all of us, and he blesses the whole world because he gives all of us life. He brings us nearer to God. He brings us closer to God. Um, and, and he continues to bless the whole earth by making all things new, right? There's a promise that Jesus is going to make all things new. He's going to make all things whole and all things right. Um, and that is why Jesus is greater than Melchizedek, because he's actually alive right now, actively making all of you new, making the earth new, making all the random people new, making us all new. Thank you, Jewel. That's how crazy it is, like that. Uh-huh. And I think that uh, if, like, because this is true, 
Like Jesus is, is a blessing to the whole world. Just like Melchizedek blessed Abraham, Jesus gives a greater blessing to the whole world. He makes all things new. And because this is true, this changes the way that we live, right? Like when we, Jesus promises to make us new, right? He promises to forgive us and to love us. And all we have to do is trust him. Like there's nothing else we can do. We can't like work our way up to uh, have new life, but Jesus just gives it to us as a gift, right? But there are ways that we can partake in Jesus making all things new. Just like, I, just like we we're saying, we, we kind of can be like priests to the world. When Jesus gives us new life, he lives inside of us and he kind of gives us a voice to the world. He helps us to communicate to the world by, by making all things new. Um, by fighting for what's right, um, for standing up for people who are, who are hurting or broken or scared or in danger. Um, I think we can, we can help partake make, in making all things new by, by living humble lives and honest lives um, with ourselves and with others. Um, and also just by taking care of all that's special to God. Like, think about what is special to God, right? His, his creation is special to him. Um, the people, his people are special to him. The people who created are special to him. So by, by taking care of what is special to God, we actually get to partake in Jesus making all things new, of being this whole blessing to the whole world. Um, and so I think that, that is the amazing thing. Jesus is our priest and our king. He's the one who makes all things new. He's the one who gives us life. He's the one who, who is a blessing to the whole world. He's a blessing to all people. And so that's how we see that Jesus is for everyone everywhere because he is a blessing to the whole world, both you and just the kid who you sit next to at lunch or the person you're sitting next to right now, just the random people. He is a blessing to all people. All right? Okay, let's pray. God, we thank you just for this time together. Um, we thank you. Uh, we thank you that you are a blessing to us, and not just to us, but you are a blessing to those next to us. You are a blessing to those we sit by um, at our at our job or at school. Um, you are a blessing to those that we have a hard time loving. You are a blessing to the random people of the world, um, and we are all special to you. Um, we thank you for this, and we thank you that there's nothing that we can do. It's nothing that we have done, but it's just solely because you are good and faithful and gracious to us, and you make all things new, including us. Um, Jesus, you are our priest and our king, and we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.